Space. Cloud. We are Space Cloud. Support us by following the link. This is Danny Cash, and you are watching Space Cloud. Going to a space cloud, I'm going to fly through the trees. And I'm going on a space cloud for you, for you and me. We can come together, we can laugh and play like children in the sun. But in the space cloud, not in the sun, but in the space cloud. All right, so another episode of Space Cloud. We're doing things a little bit different tonight. Uh, first of all, flying solo, no co-host. See how things go. A little bit rocky. Uh, no, we have a uh, a special guest. Uh, he's his own podcast host, uh, host of the Hard Thing Podcast, Justin Lewis. Now, what would you what would you say your your podcast if you could describe it like? Um, sorry, if I could describe it, just describe it. You want me to just yeah, just it? like a general, straight okay. up, like someone who knows nothing about it. What would you right? Um, well, it is the podcast designed to give people actionable ways to deal with whatever hard things in their life but at the same time, teach them how to do hard things in general. So that way later on in life, when other things come down the line, they're not surprised or, you know, just kind of, they're, they're more resilient, I guess. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like when you say hard things, like what, what does that mean specifically? Like, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's the, you know, that's the question because hard things can mean anything. And that's, um, uh, it's a, it's a good thing as far as podcasting goes because it, it means I can really talk about anything. It's a it's a hard thing because as far as podcasting goes, it means I have to be very smart about who my audience is and and uh, I have to kind of pick and choose. But I, I look at hard things as kind of a spectrum of choice because uh, anything can be hard, right? Uh, for some yeah, people absolutely. coming on a podcast, right? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, just doing this, I mean, you don't know, exactly. like, you don't know what, what you, like, there's so much uncertainty, like, right? You don't know right. what's going to happen or what are you going to mash or anything like that. Like, <laughs> you don't know what yeah. the person looks like, you, right? You a million things running through your head, you know, yeah. anxiety kind of kicks in, you're like, ah, is the exactly. link even going to work? How's my audio? Well, exactly. Um, so, so I guess I would consider this more of like a, uh, more on, on the side of choice, but in the, the spectrum of hard things, there's choice and, and no choice on the, on the no choice end, I'd consider like health problems, uh, the idea that you just, you can't choose when it stops, when it starts on the other end, maybe starting a business, starting a podcast, you have complete choice of whether you do the next episode or not. Um, and everything in between. So I've talked to, you know, professional sports athletes, suicide survivors, uh, children who were born because of rape, uh, women who have survived rape, just all sorts of things. And uh, it's really interesting to get all, all sorts of perspectives on life. 
Right. Wow. That's it's gonna be intense. Like some of those people's stories is like that. Like probably when you're listening to them, you're like, it's gotta be. Are you ever like tiptoeing around, kind of like? Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not super tactful. Usually before the episodes, I'll ask them if there's anything they want me to steer away from or steer towards. But even even still, um, I mean, for example, one one of my guests, his name is Tommy. His last name escapes me. He's a really cool guy. He's a triple or quadruple amputee. Uh, served in the military. He basically got blown up by an IED lost yeah, yeah. his legs most of his hand um and then he became a drug addict and i remember talking to him about that and asking certain questions obviously trying to figure out ways to be useful to your audience but like, how did yeah. you ask questions of like oh so you were a drug addict right tell me about how you you know fell into abusing drugs or whatever you know i don't, I don't know sometimes you just got to ask and then yeah, most wait. people are great gracious what did you say it was like a quadruple amputee? Like he, yeah. So how did he do drugs? Did he have how? Like if he has no arms, and how did he do that? Well, so he has arms. Maybe it was a triple amputee. The the hand on his right or left hand, I don't I don't remember. He just has his thumb left. So he still has one hand, but he you know. I guess when you're a drug addict, you you find a way, same as any anything that you're like super into, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that. I mean, I guess if you're gonna be, uh, uh, <laughs> I guess if you're gonna become a drug addict, that's a pretty good reason. I mean, the the amount yeah. of, of trauma and, and just like, I mean, just for anyone in general like that's an amputee mm -hmm. i mean there's a million ways that you, you could become that but then to like i mean just the trauma the ptsd you would have from like become right like being in the army and and kind of one of the interesting thing about his story was that was uh something he actually had to overcome because people would kind of make excuses for him say oh no you have you know it's okay that you are into drugs or it's okay that you're not you know you don't have his life your life together because you have all these you know prior things that you've gone through and he, he said that that was something he had to actually overcome because you can't let other people make excuses for you because then you make excuses for you and that was kind of an interesting point yeah, that's a very interesting point. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I feel like everyone kind of makes excuses for themselves. And then, right, right. And then, I mean, usually, it's like, I mean, can't speak for you, but I mean, I would kind of say like, like guys like us that are kind of like, you mm -hmm. know, norm, normally functioning, at least normally look like we're normally functioning and people are kind of like, you know, if you if you start to complain too much or something, they're like, stop feeling sorry for yourself. Right. Then, I mean, for that, and then there's, that's a whole other spectrum of that because that's the whole opposite side where people are like making excuses for you. And then, yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to stop feeling sorry for yourself. <laughs> and then have other people do that. It's like, wow, that's, yeah, that guy... I mean, 
good on him absolutely for for uh uh overcoming um i guess not listening to people and just you know doing his you know doing the best he can and i mean i mean obviously he's you know he's still alive and he's not right he's not looking to like obviously die anytime soon so he's looking to live a fulfilling life so i mean honestly like fuck yeah 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 like just kind of totally. making his way through yeah, yeah totally absolutely is that i was listening to um a bit of your uh few episodes and and the trailer and you mentioned uh a good one to get into which i couldn't find was episode 34 that's not the same one is it no no if i remember right um that i mentioned uh talking to ken mr biz wentworth he's uh he's kind of a podcaster i guess you could say he has a radio show that i think he also puts on like podcasting platforms uh but it's all about money um and he's he's a really interesting guy i think we spent like the first i don't know 20 minutes of the episode just talking about how he he used to he was a a power lifter and in powerlifting you compete similar to wrestling, you know, at your weight classes and whatnot. And he said that yeah. one of his, one of his biggest accomplishments and uh, the hardest thing he's ever done was losing. I, th- I can't remember the exact number, but I think it was something like 17 to 23 pounds within like a two day period and then gaining that back so that way he could get in the weight class and then lift the next day uh he said you know he said he felt like he was about to die because he was losing so much water and just sweating it off and and things like that but yeah he's a, he's a really interesting guy super smart when it comes to business finance and stuff like that yeah that's insane what those guys go through like uh um i don't know if you ever seen that i've seen that tv show kingdom with uh with frank Grillo really and one of the jonas brothers it's like a tv series oh, it's all about like so uh it's all about like mma yeah like mma fighters and they cut they uh uh i believe frank Grillo's like a big like mma supporter uh for a long time even before it was like mainstream popular and he cut he tried to make it um uh as kind of show as much as possible about kind of what they go through and just watching like even though like i have no idea if the actors were or i mean they probably weren't going through the full like (laughs) the full thing that the actual fighters go through but just like simulating how they just have to cut weight and they're like you so know, they're like exercising in a sauna and like then <laughs> coming out throwing up going yeah. back in see i don't i don't know how people can do that to me it's like beyond you know yeah that's that's a hard thing <laughs> exactly like there's no i have no idea how people can can do that at all um, yeah. like that's yeah uh also and, and, me uh blows my mind that, like it's like a common practice, like for a lot of sports kind of worldwide means that there's so many people doing it again, 
it's just like mind-boggling how anyone can even do that yeah i mean it's not really a wonder why those guys get like fat after they retire you know (laughs) right i'm gonna eat whatever the frig i want because yeah you don't know what the heck i went through exactly it's like i paid my dues yeah but then they get like you know then they get like fat shamed kind of you know what i mean like they're like oh he used to be in such great shape and now he's just a sloppy sloppy drunk or something like that it's like yeah i guess most of us are like eating donuts as we say that yeah most of us are on the couch armchair yeah yeah Yeah. i mean but i guess that kind of also ties into like you know they don't have like that's still a choice right yeah yeah it really goes with with um um what you're saying about that um that triple amputee uh person what was his name again? uh tommy parker is his tommy last name. parker okay yeah so he like i mean if he can go through all that and still kind of make like try to make good choices and i mean even those guys careers and what they went through they can still try to make better choices probably after retirement right I, I guess that depends on like what's important to them. Cause like, I mean, I'll be honest, if I, you know, went through all the pain of being an MMA fighter was really successful afterwards, I'd probably be like, you know what? I live that life. I kind of want to just like relax. Well, that might be just me, but I don't know if, the, if that's what they want, then that's, what, that's perfectly up to them to do that. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, I mean, it all comes down to um, what you're, uh, I guess, what you're okay with being. Yeah, yeah, what you value, maybe. Yeah, I mean, if they value, like, they're like, I valued all this, and and now, but then maybe they also, like, they they retire, and then everything kind of, everything they knew kind of gets flipped on its head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can look at someone like, uh, uh, like Ric Flair, who's like still doing, still part of the wrestling business, and he's like, uh, I don't know, I think he's pushing like seventy-five or something, and he just like that's like he's just become like the character that he portrayed, and like you can watch like documentaries on the guy, and he's like talking about basically living the the high life and shit but then like all his like all his his personal life is kind of all falling apart because of that so that's all he like he couldn't he couldn't ever like he's never been able to recover from that at this point doesn't seem like he ever kind of will be able to like change his lifestyle what i mean yeah that is kind of sad like he created the persona so much that he became that and now he can't not be that yeah it's it's really it's a sad thing like you can't change who you are like isn't i guess that's kind of it's kind of what what your podcast is of then kind of like you know you so on mondays you you bring on people. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you, where do you find these people exactly? First of all, <laughs> so uh, when I first started, um, 
obviously like you don't i don't know when you start podcasting you're like i don't know what to do so you just do whatever you can i just reach out to people i knew um luckily i knew like a handful of people that were pretty interesting um and then there's actually uh and i don't know if you know this but there are services similar to kind of how we were connected but um it's more so geared towards connecting people who want to be on podcasts with people who have podcasts. And the nice thing is, uh, yeah, I'll have to send you some of those links because you could probably find some really cool people on there with all sorts of stories. I've actually just had, (laughs) there's been a couple, there's actually a couple people on like, uh, Audrey that are Mm -hmm. actually like that, but they're not really like, (laughs) they're not like, they don't have a claim to fame. They're just like, I want to be on a podcast and they just have like a trailer and they're like, they've never, like, it's just a trailer. Yeah. They've never had an episode or anything. And they're like, let me on. Right. Right. I'm like, but that, that's what kind of makes them, I guess the mystique is what makes it interesting. Yeah. Cause you're like, who is this person? Maybe they're a good guest. Maybe they're not. Who knows? Yeah. But it's like, what? And then there's like a, it's like, why are they that confident that they, they they can come on and they got something to say? I mean, sometimes I think people are are not so much confident as they are uh, desperate or maybe uh, ignorant of like, they just don't think that they have to have something to offer to the podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? So, So then they just pitch themselves. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a definite like. Well, I mean, I mean, you can you couldn't even name the amount of podcasts that just you know a few episodes yeah. and then they die. Yeah, yeah. Because for I mean, I I feel like most of the reason is because they don't realize the amount of hard work you have to put in. Mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm audio editing is <laughs> is a freaking nightmare oh yeah it is that's it like is. that's like uh like I, i'm a video i've been a video editor for like four years and audio editing is like that's, tough. that's a different monster that's yeah <laughs> that's a different monster honestly but, that's that's yeah. one reason why i mostly do interview shows now is because uh with an interview show it's you know i feel like you don't have to edit as much um you can give a lot more of the raw audio out maybe you edit the sound quality but you have to cut less parts out because hopefully yeah you know what you're saying and the guesses thing actually makes sense <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah we, um yeah for for us we we were um um I had a podcast before, so I, I kind of had an idea, but mm-hmm. um, uh, we started out, it was just me and, and my co-host, and then the second or third episode, another one of our friends wanted to join in, and then it started being three of us, and they didn't really understand, like... <laughs> yeah uh what it's you know if you don't they just thought you just riff you know right what I mean? right like you just yeah. riff but which you can just riff but you need 
you know, you need things to talk about. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you can't just say, like, you can't, like, it's kind of a dick move if you're going to say stuff and then just expect that, you know, that me as the editor, oh, you can just cut that part out, you know? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I used to um, do shows on Thursdays with one of my friends. Uh, and we're actually thinking about kind of bringing it back maybe as some like extra bonus content. But uh, <laughs> when I'd edit those, there'd be large parts where it's like, okay, got to listen to the point where I can actually like go back in and then delete this and then mesh it all together. It's, it's just super yeah. annoying. Cause you're like, this is just wasting my time, even though it's kind of funny, but it's also like, Ugh. yeah, no, it's, it's kind of funny, <clears throat> but then you just realize that like, you're like, you realize that you have to dedicate a night to uh, recording and then you have to dedicate another entire night to editing. So frustrating. That's, I was like, I I can't do that. And then I got a a full-time job. Yeah. What do you do for work? Oh, I work for FedEx. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's all right. Actually, I shouldn't even say that because, um, I don't know if you know this, but all of FedEx now is actually subcontracted. Really? So, so you work for someone who owns like a branch of FedEx, kind of. I work for someone who owns a company that is parented by Fed that okay. FedEx rents. I don't know. Like hires out to or from FedEx. They like outsource FedEx. basically. That, that's like funny. It's an independent company. <laughs> and there's like six of them and they're all in this compound. And <laughs> it's kind of chaos. It's kind of organized chaos, which I had no idea. About. That's interesting. I had no idea the inner workings of of a courier company before. I've had this job since May. And I was like, this is like, (laughs) there's a lot that goes into, uh, uh, there's a lot that goes into before when you just, versus when you just kind of get home from work and your package is on the porch. Right, right. (laughs) There's a lot of moving parts before that happens. No one, but I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, I mean, that's anything really. Yeah. You don't really know until you've done it. Like you can, you can Just like podcasting, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You can have a really good idea, but you, you really don't know which, and that's kind of with, (laughs) I guess that's kind of like people too, where they say you don't really know someone until you live with them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, for sure. That's a whole, that's going down. Uh, that's going down a rabbit hole though <laughs> that's going down a rabbit hole no that's a good uh, one. yeah no i just want to go back to like so you, when i was listening to your trailer and you said you have like guests from suicide survivors and business owners former nfl players uh do you find i found that interesting and i started to wonder if there was like if you found as you're like talking to all these people, if there was like a common thread be- between them all or something. Yeah. Um, you find that? I'm actually happy that you, uh, you asked that question. And so, gosh, it was probably maybe at the beginning of the year that I, I decided to kind of go back 
and really figure out if there were some sort of commonalities and kind of, uh, I'm not a scientist, but I was trying to do it a little bit more data oriented. As far as I can you know, tell, you don't have to be a scientist to right. necessarily make patterns, you know. We, right, we kinda, exactly. We, kinda, we all learn that as, as a basic thing. So you, yeah. everyone does it. Um, so I'd say the there's probably a lot of commonalities between and the way I characterize them is uh, people who do hard things. Because uh, in my estimation, they became successful because of their ability to con- consistently do hard things, right? And I think among all the commonalities, the one that probably sticks out the most is they have, and I don't really know how else to put this, but maybe like a tribe or a support. They just have the right people around them. Uh, Usually this is either in the form of a support network or this is in the form of like a mentor, someone who might be farther along the path and is able to say, hey, you know, this is basically, they have people around them that at, at crucial junctures are able to look at them and say, hey, you're capable of more. And also this is what it looks like when you are capable. Uh, I can I can point out so many examples of people who are, yeah, I had my dad or I had this coach or I had my girlfriend or oh, I had so-and-so or even groups of people that just when it got tough or, or even before it got tough, they were kind of able to help bridge the gap between where you were and where you want to be. You know what I mean? And I'd say that's like the number one commonality. And and if anyone was like asking me advice of like, how do I do hard things? I'd say, dude, just like find people, you know, that love you deeply on like an eternal scale, meaning like they'll do anything to help you grow and that you care about as well. And then just like stick around them as much as possible because like being with that other person will help you grow, help them grow. And you'll just like go super far. Yeah, that's that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I gotta say, uh, I got some friends that are probably about, uh, I mean, I'm 27, and they're like in their 40s, and they're like they they're not like I just met them through like, uh, I met them through like work and, and right. just kind of stuck and and. Uh, started meeting their neighbors and stuff and just i've i feel like i've learned a lot just kind of like you know even though there's like an age gap and it can be kind of weird at times and i'm not like i'm like i feel like sometimes you're like kind of an uncle versus right. like also my friend and it's, it's like uncle and aunt and there's a weird thing but also like you just i kind of found that i just like kind of learned a lot from just their life experience versus mine and and like like yeah and like a lot of those um i know for for example like um ken shamrock the uh, ufc legendary ufc fighter his uh dad was like his just a, there's probably a million people like that but like his dad was his coach like, yeah you know he's kind of telling you yeah well you should go do this and i think you can do that and if we train you like this you can beat this guy and become champion and then that'll lead to this and and you know someone who just keeps pushing you and like yeah definitely a, a support network is is a very yeah that's a very good um 
Yeah, that's a very good. Uh, not sure what the word is I'm looking for. Like a good commonality to have. Yeah. Yeah. Like to absolutely, yeah, for that that to be like. Um, that's very interesting. Honestly, that's just a very. I didn't think the answer would be that simple. That they just, right. they just have, you know, people. Yeah. yeah. They just have people. I mean. It's, it's a very weird thing, like how, I mean, there's a lot of people now that feel that they're like, I hate people. Right. And then that it's like, well, you need people, though. You exactly. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, you're nothing. People are nothing without people. Like, yeah. We're what keeps us going. Well, I mean, uh, there's a there's a reason why, you know, in prison or like, I guess if you're a prisoner of war, you know, any of these situations, even as a kid, you get in trouble. And where do you get sent? Where do your parents send you? Where does the prison send you? They say, go, go to your room, time out all alone. Right. Or solitary yeah. confinement. We're going to put you alone where you don't see other people and you can't do anything. And uh, that's going to drive you crazy. And so it makes sense, which is tragic, especially with like, this last year of COVID-19 people, you know, loneliness has probably skyrocketed, which is like, absolutely. That's like the antithesis of what we need, you know? <laughs> no, I mean, loneliness absolutely skyrocketed. I mean, you can just literally equate that to like the, the rise in popularity of sites like OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. There's lonely, just... lonely men and, and, and women, lonely people just looking for connections and, and, it, huh. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, that's getting into another thing, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a road we don't have to go down. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a huge, yeah, I mean, I feel, no, I feel like there's also, um, like, not only that, that side of things, but also like podcasts of like skyrocketed, sort of yeah. blown up now more than, than ever like yeah just people are like oh i can't hang out with my friends so this how i'm gonna hang out with my friends exactly exactly that's a really good point especially because uh the, the interesting thing about podcasts and, and maybe youtube channels might have some similarity here uh but uh, podcasts probably more specifically because you can listen to them driving. You can listen to them working out. But uh, I've heard that when people who listen to podcasts somehow meet the host in real life, they're like, I feel like I know you. I feel like, you know, we're friends because whenever I'm mowing the lawn or doing the dishes, you know, you're there talking to me in my ears. So I, I bet, Brandon, you probably have like a few friends out there that you're not aware of that if you met them in real life, they'd be like, oh, Brandon, you know, I'm super happy to, to see you. How's so-and-so or whatever, you know? Yeah, they might be absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I would be, I would be very surreal, honestly. <laughs> right? Be very surreal. Be like, how do you know me? Like, no one listens to my podcast. Like, I've been doing two hundred episodes on the Hard Thing Podcast. My wife doesn't even listen to it. So, who are you? You know? <laughs> yeah. No. I'm like, I don't want anyone I know listening. <laughs> These are the right. insane ramblings of a madman. Like, it's like, mom, just stay away from my podcast just until yeah. forever, you know? Yeah. 
I'm like, mom, you, you won't understand it even if you listen <laughs> to it. And you're just going to raise more questions. Exactly. It's just better for everyone if, uh, yeah. you know, you just stay away. She's like, I do listen to it. And I'm like, please. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, you do you, but don't ask me, okay? Right, right. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I think that would be kind of cool if my mom listened to the podcast because I think maybe, you know, our relationship would be better and stuff like that but yeah that's well yeah that's a whole thing that's actually (laughs) um um that's a really interesting point actually because there is a a um i was i came across it on on audrey and there's like a, a a mother and son podcast and they like they um I can't remember the story exactly, but they just somehow like, like they connect, they, it just kind of was happenstance and they just found out like kind of by just, they just, I think they just did like a zoom call and he was just talking to his mom and they just literally just started shooting the shit and found out they have a bunch of things in common that they had no (laughs) idea about and that's like and he's like an adult man and and she's like a a senior citizen at this so they spent like basically like i mean their whole lives together not really knowing they had all these things in common and so they've just been doing a podcast just kind of uh, letting their relationship blossing their relationship blossing their relationship blossing their relationship to a podcast and they I don't, I don't know if they that's cool even care if anyone listens that's really cool uh, it kind of reminds me of like the truman show almost yeah it's <laughs> the truman show. wow it does jesus yeah. wow yeah the truman show is an excellent movie actually it is that's it's really um, good. Kind of mind bending. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, uh, that's a yeah, that's a brilliant movie. Uh, that however anyone came up with that is, I mean, I can kind of see how someone came up with that honestly, because right. life is kind of like you somehow seems like that sometimes. It sometimes could be it that. Feels I like, don't know. Well, I mean, that's exactly, you know, sometimes it feels like social media is like the Truman Show, like some rando dude is just tweaking the algorithms to make you see certain things and, and then you're yeah. becoming this person oh. because of them or whatnot. <clears throat> yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's all like tailored to, you know, your feed is different from my feed. My feed is mm-hmm. filled with things I like. Da, da, da. So you're just filtering you it kind of leads you to live in a in a bubble really yeah yeah it does like you're just seeing everything you want to see <clears throat> and then when you go out into reality and you're like well shit this yeah. isn't this isn't like my feed what the fuck <laughs> yeah yeah well, and that's honestly like i would say we need to get more out of our phones or at least maybe learn how to use them better so that way it does reflect reality a little bit more and we're not um we're not just like sheltered sheep 
grazing on this yeah yeah i honestly i didn't have a phone until i was 20 and i have not put it down since (laughs) (laughs) i had to get it for work and i was like i'm never gonna be one of those people and then two days later yeah yeah. and then uh yeah all these years later uh (laughs) been one of those people that's funny uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. Actually, I did. I did recently. I, I got rid of social media. I don't know whether, or it might be just one of those breaks that people take. <laughs> Classic breaks, right? Yeah, I saw. I saw. Actually, um, I saw one girl, and she was like, um, um, "Everyone like wished her happy birthday on Facebook, right?" and she was like, she made a post like the next day that was like, oh, yeah, sorry, everyone. I'm, I know I'm not really active on here anymore, but I just want to thank everyone for wishing me a happy birthday. And then like a week later, there's like six posts from her to like from like every day. She's like back sucked in immediately. And like, they just know how man. to get you, you know? Like they just know it's like, yeah, all it takes is one freaking thing. It's mm-hmm. like the other day, I, the other day at night, I was I was walking uh, on a pier, and there was like a, a nice moonlit over the lake, and it was a nice thing. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture of that. And I was like, okay, well, I took a picture of it, but now what am I gonna do with this picture? <laughs> oh, shoot. I can post it to Instagram. Oh, wait, I deleted my Instagram account. Oh, okay. Well, I'll just, you know, sign back in and post this and then leave. And then an hour later, I'm like, well, uh, let's see how many likes we got. And then I'm mm-hmm. scrolling through the thing for half an hour. It's like, mm-hmm. Wow. It's that easy. It's Yeah. Yeah. The sad thing is like, even if you know that like you're susceptible to that, <clears throat> you still are susceptible like just knowing that like likes makes you feel good doesn't change the fact that likes make you feel good which is tough because i mean you can modify your behavior a little bit but uh you're still probably gonna check back in to see how many likes you get and and feel good about it or feel bad depending on probably feel bad i mean i don't know about you but i get like two likes (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not a pretty girl showing her beautiful body so exactly yeah you know so it is what it is i guess it is what it is but uh uh, the ironic thing is i was i was listening to like uh oh what's your name uh paige sporanic she's like a a golf uh sort of like a ditzy golf Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, like golf. She plays like golf, but she's like a model, and she's not really like a pro golfer. But she kind of has like a sex appeal. I was listening. She has like a podcast, and she's like, "Oh, just so you know, like social media, it's not real or whatever." And I was like, "But all you do is oh, post like- pictures of you, of your <laughs> boobs on it." <laughs> you know, it's like, funny. what are you doing? Going like, there's a whole ironic. Right. She's just feeding the beast. Whole thing, like, like I just want everyone to know it's not real. But go look at my last six posts. Right, right. Like, the hypocrisy is just insane. 
yeah it's like well and also i'm like but you don't she the thing is to me is like okay well she doesn't need to be a hypocrite because the only reason she like if she starts shunning social media and tells people to get off it then oh snap well there goes what you're livelihood is yeah yeah like now you gotta go find another job yeah (laughs) which kind of makes you think like is is just being like taking a break from social media is that just like trending is that kind of why people are saying that right now which i hope not i hope people actually believe that you know they should take time away from devices like the ones we're on right now to be even more ironic (laughs) yeah it is yeah it's it's there's a whole i mean i think we ultimately have to get by by being hypocrites but (laughs) unfortunately i think i think maybe we'd be hypocrites until we actually like figure it out you know yeah but i mean do we really know when that's gonna be (laughs) (laughs) no maybe maybe hypocrisy is more um where your intent is so you're a hypocrite if you don't believe and you don't care about what you say, but maybe you're not a hypocrite if you're actually like, yeah, I'm not perfect, but like, this is what we should try or whatnot. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. But I feel like sometimes, sometimes people use like, oh, well, nobody's perfect. And it kind of starts mm. to sound like an excuse, you know what I yeah. mean? It's like, well, no, nobody is perfect. And I mean, you you need to be forgiving and and not like forgiving to yourself and others, but also like at least try to be the best version that you can be. Yeah. Yeah. There's this, it's, it's a hard line to walk. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, your podcast kind of, that's what you're kind of striving for, isn't it? Yeah, I guess you could consider my podcast like the ultimate shrine to hypocrisy. Just a bunch of people who have done really hard things who still aren't perfect at doing hard things, you know? (laughs) There's still always, well, I mean, that's the thing, though. I mean, if 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 they just kept doing all these hard things and then accomplishing them, I mean, where else do they go though? Really? No. Well, that's one interesting thing as well, because all hard things are different. They all challenge you in different ways. Like, uh, um, building a business, for example, uh, you might think that that is challenging you in ways similar to like managing people or managing resources, but sometimes it's, it's, challenging you on an emotional level because you know your emotions affect how you run the business and if you're if you feel like you don't have control over your life maybe you try and control everything too much which makes you maybe a micromanager which makes your business suffer or things like that Uh, so there's always new and different hard things to try to kind of test out different parts of your character so i think even you know if if i did all the hard things on my list today (laughs) tomorrow I'd, I'd have new things because well for one i'm married sorry that was a joke but um <laughs> for, for two you know li- life's always going to bring new things down the pipe. i mean who who in the world predicted that we'd have covid19 last year like i remember starting the new year being like wow 2020 is my year blah 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 and then three months later no you know oh i remember i remember uh 
one of my co-op workers, he was like, he was showing me and he's talking about like some Wuhan virus. And this was like January, February, and you're like, like before what? everything happened in like March. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, what, <laughs> what are you saying? What, what is this? Is this some right. new conspiracy thing? Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like, stop looking at that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, you know, it's like a month later, here's this fucking... But I mean, not, even those people who were, like, watching it, like, that deep, like, you can predict that it was going to be this monster that it became. Right. Right. And e- even then, is is like, some, some people even now are still, like... I mean, it... It became its own monster, but then also people like added fuel to the fire by like kind of dismissing it and, and yeah. yeah. There's a whole I don't even know where to go with all that. Like there's there's so much to unravel there. So much. Definitely though, I mean life just it it always throws monkey wrenches into the gears, you know. And we can expect that, which is well, another reason why I guess the Hard Thing podcast exists to hopefully prepare all of us for that. I had to say, like, it probably prepares me the most. So the podcast is um, like I do it selfishly in in a sad way, you know. So I guess there's more that hypocrisy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, I feel like I feel like you have to be selfish, though. I, yeah, I mean, I watched this. There's a, a short. Uh, it's like an excerpt from an interview of David Bowie from like the 90s and he was like never play to the crowd or whatever yeah and I was like I kind of feel like that's good advice for like anyone in any sort of um, um, broadcasting entertainment edutainment field right you gotta be I mean, you got to be selfish and, and kind of do it for, because then it's not authentic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just kind of like that uh, that girl you were talking about, just telling everyone to get off Instagram, but not after, but only after they like her latest posts or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, it's like, well, here you are on Instagram. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh yeah um no but but i was thinking uh you did touch on this a little bit before how there's like there would probably be people uh that you know that feel like they know you based off listening to your podcast or whatever and that reminded me of of uh earlier today i i came across uh on youtube i think it was this morning or something popped up on on my feed and i clicked it like like they want you to but but it was uh it was robert downey jr on on joe rogan's podcast and he was like oh like i i was looking forward to to being on this he's like i listened to your show i i was like this is surreal like seeing you right and i was like that's like Iron Man fucking telling <laughs> Joe Rogan it's surreal yeah. like like that, that, that guy's like you know he, he's right. like I listen to you all the time you're fucking great whatever right. it's like that's like 
like insane to have someone who's like a fan of you that's maybe has even more fans than, <laughs> than you, you is like yeah. that's like a whole yeah like to think that that's out there is, is insane we do live in a weird world oh it's a weird winding world um oh seems like we're about ready to wrap up here cool 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 uh Oh, I was going to play this. Um, have you ever seen that before I do that? You see that? I guess you, you're not really a self-help podcast. You kind of are. Uh, I try to be. I try to be. That's right. the goal, I guess. Have you ever seen that, that George Carlin bit on self-help? I haven't. Where he talks about, like, kind of like... Well, he's like... Uh, I'd have to play it. <laughs> but uh, he talks... I, I don't need to play it. He talks about um, um, kind of like the hypocrisy of it, where he's like, well, why... Like, it's not self-help, because if yeah. you can help yourself, you don't need help. <laughs> exactly. That's there's funny. A whole, there's a whole hypocrisy there, and he's like, well, yeah. why am I... And I think he's like... Uh, <laughs> I think he has one quote where he's like, I walked into the bookstore and he asked the lady where the self-help section was and she said that would defeat the purpose. <laughs> That's a uh, funny joke. Yeah. yeah why would you go reason. to someone else for self-help? <laughs> Yeah, like why? Yeah, that's basically his whole thing. Like, why would you go to someone else for self help? <laughs> he was like, "Life's not that hard, you know. You wake up, you eat a you eat a good meal, you poop, you go to sleep." <laughs> right. Like, what else is everything else is just details. Yeah, everything else just in the details. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, uh, are you on Spotify? Yes, I should be. Oh, I tried to look you up because I couldn't find it on Spotify. Hmm. Very weird. Hmm. I'll have to check on that. Well, where can people find you? Yeah, so uh, uh, thehardthingpodcast.com is a great place to to try and find me. Um, Also, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and then on Instagram, at thehardthingpodcast. I do... uh, yeah, I just put out stuff there. I'm not super great at Instagram. I ha- I'm having my sister-in-law help me, but yeah, you can find me at those places. Yeah, Instagram is a is a great tool to to plug, to plug things. Even exactly. Also, kind of terrible. Yes, it is uh, so terrible. So everyone, stay off of Instagram, but not until after you go and follow me. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, oh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate yeah. it. Wow. Thank you, Brandon. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, any, actually, sorry, there's actually a tradition we have before sure. we go. Um, there's these, these four questions, and it is um, we ask everyone. Right. Um, there's an origin story that actually one time. Um, I was rec- we were recording an episode and my sister called me and she just said that her boyfriend wanted to talk ask me a question and so so she hands the phone to him and he just goes hey 
pick someone who you'd have a beer with, a glass of wine, smoke a joint, and drink a martini. And then, and then uh, he just, I was like, what? Like, what? what's with the random question? Like, why? Yeah. Are you? And then he just was like, just answer. And so I answered and then he hung up and just has never explained <laughs> it since. That's so super then, weird. It was super weird. So then ever since we've just kind of been asking people that and been like, no, ex-. but we've given backstory, but there's still okay. no right. real explanation. Okay. But, uh, yeah. If you want the question, well, I guess we can start with who would you have a beer with? You pick anyone, uh-huh. any, any, doesn't have to even be a sure. real person. So uh, this might be a hard question for me to answer. I don't actually drink. I've never drank or anything in my in my life. Um, but I'm guessing the intent behind the question is just like who would be like the chillest person to hang out with or whatever. So I'd probably say, I don't know, like my what, my best friend, his name's Ty Crockett, we'll say. Right on. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. Um, well, I guess some of these questions uh, if you don't drink or <laughs> it's kind of tough. Well, I can still tough, try. I can still try. In a hypothetical scenario, if you could imagine, right? If there was like one person who you'd be like, well, well, yeah, you know what? I'll have a, I'll have a martini with you, but just this once. Martini. Okay. And and I'm probably going to show my like complete ignorance around alcoholic drinks. Um, but uh, martini, I'm guessing that's like fancy business type. Meeting. Yeah. It was like okay. a James Bond thing. So right. Chicken, not stirred. Exactly. I think it would probably be cool to have like a martini with the late Stan Lee. Uh, I think right that would on. be, that would make for a cool story. <laughs> That would make for a very cool story. Right. right. He would definitely have a lot of things to say. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And we have a glass of wine. Wine. Uh, That would probably have to be my beautiful wife, Michaela. Uh, You know, I'd probably want to take her somewhere cool. She's from Seattle, so probably, I don't know, do people go up on the Space Needle or whatever? Up there would probably be a cool place. I don't know. Again, don't yeah, know much about wine. So. Cool, yeah. I mean, glass of wine on the space needle. Yeah. Maybe even outside, like <laughs> if you're yes. like harnessed to it, you know. Yeah, that'd be nice. Outside Just on top of it. Super fancy, I guess. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. That's always a good answer, though. Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, uh, smoke a joint. Smoke a joint. Again, um, super ignorant uh, around marijuana. Um, I'd probably say, I don't know who, but just like the place would probably be ca- camping somewhere. Uh, around a fire, eating hot dogs, um, probably with just a group of friends, you know, just trying to have yeah, fun. Those are very, those are very, yeah, those are very cool answers, actually. You know, like specific person, they're like, oh, yeah, I'd have to be a super cool celebrity or probably ex-president or something like that. <laughs> you know, I'm a simple guy, down, I guess. Down to earth, you know, I'd like to yeah. do it with people that I... People that I love. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, that's that's about it. Cool. Uh, thanks, again, Brendan. thanks for doing this. Yeah. Appreciate it. 
Thank uh, you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, you have a good night. Yeah, you as well. Space cloud, space cloud odyssey. Singing in the stars in front of me. Space cloud odyssey. Space cloud, space. I don't know, man.